buildings. She'd met him a couple of months ago at an art exhibit opening and was impressed by his dedication and determination. When he'd mentioned an upcoming fundraising auction, she'd offered to donate a couple of watercolours of the castle, an offer that had been enthusiastically accepted. The tools and high-vis vests safely stowed until next time, the volunteers changed out of their muddy work boots and wellies, got in their cars and headed down the rough drive that led to the castle's main gates and lodge, with the busy North Wales Expressway and town of Abagella beyond. Penny turned away from the balustrade and walked on a little farther until she reached her destination, a square three-story building called the Mellon House, which stood at the western end of the castle. Named in the 1840s by the Victorian gardeners who grew exotic fruits like melons, grapes and pineapples within its walls, the Mellon House, like the rest of the castle, showed the effects of long-term neglect. Its roof had collapsed, the door was long gone, and the building stood empty, just stone walls and a rough stone floor. Nearby, the dying ashes of a bonfire in which workers had been burning brush continued to smolder. Penny set up her easel and stool slightly to one side of the building and began to sketch, capturing the simplicity of the building's square symmetry in broad, confident strokes. Half an hour later, satisfied with her work, she tucked the sketch in her carrying case, folded her stool and easel, stood up and stretched. She shook each leg in turn to work out the stiffness and gathered up her artist's supplies. Although several hours of daylight remained, now that the last of the volunteers had left, she realized she should, too. The peaceful quiet of a summer's afternoon, broke only by birdsong, had fallen over the estate as she walked to the balustrade to drink in one last time the stunning views of Liverpool Bay, and beyond and away into the sparkling waters of the Irish Sea. She lowered her eyes to the unpaved roadway below her. One vehicle remained, a black pickup truck, she looked to her right, and then turning slowly, surveyed the entire breadth of the castle towers and bastions that ran along the hillside. She saw no movement, no distinctive flash of a fluorescent vest. She saw no one. She returned to the melon house and walked round to the back, examining the woodland area of old yew, laurel, and pine trees, but again saw no one. With a growing sense of unease, she returned to the front of the house, and once more contemplated the truck. It was unlikely that a volunteer could have fallen or become injured because everyone worked in teams. No one was permitted to work alone. The truck could belong to someone not associated with the work going on here, but because several structures were unsafe, areas were closed off with high metal fencing, stark black and white no-entry signs were posted everywhere, and the public wasn't allowed in except on special open days or as part of small accompanied tour groups. She was allowed in to sketch only with Mark's permission, and had remained behind today with his approval after the others had left. Of course, vandals and trespassers ignored the signs and entered the grounds all the time, and as the afternoon was drawing to a close, that was another reason for her to leave. She pulled a pair of small binoculars out of her canvas bag and scanned the grounds one last time, looking for someone who had perhaps stayed behind to finish a task. Except for the extensive canopy of tree branches swaying gently in the July breeze, nothing stirred, until a rusty red blur emerged from the dense woodland behind the castle. 
It moved with a swift, agile gait, carrying its bushy, white-tipped tail horizontal to the ground as it headed in the direction of the stable yard. A fox, she thought with delight. She hadn't thought of including a fox in her painting, but now that she'd seen one, she would. Deciding there was nothing she could do about the owner of the truck and that it was time to call it a day, she tucked the binoculars back in the bag, gathered up her art supplies, and prepared to set off on the walk to the castle gates to wait for her ride home. And then she impulsively decided to see if she could catch a closer glimpse of the fox, so she headed in the other direction, back toward the main building, and veered round behind the massive structure into the stable yard. Once a busy part of the operational heart of the estate, the stable yard, or stable court, as it was sometimes called, included several connected buildings, constructed from the same limestone as the castle.